What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry. I am back today talking about my NBA draft comparisons. I tried to record this video on Tuesday night, maybe it was Wednesday, when I actually wrote my article about my draft comparisons, but don't ask me what the hell happened. My audio was out of time with my video and I didn't realize until I got to like the final editing stage. Anyway, long story short, I'm doing it again today. Um, I looked at 11 different NBA draft prospects in the 2018 class. Some of them are obviously big names. Some of them are, you know, lesser known names. I'm planning on doing another dozen or so, probably in two weeks, um, just before um, draft day as well, which is in about a month's time, I'll probably do another batch. So, yeah, these are some of the most popular names that you've probably heard of from uh, the draft circles. First bloke I'm going to talk about is Duke freshman Marvin Bagley. Now, in my article, I compared him to a rich man's Michael Beasley, which might not sound like an awesome compliment, but what I mean by that is that he can be what Michael Beasley was meant to be. So Beasley's kind of been pretty inconsistent in and out of the league. Um, he hasn't really lived up to the hype of being a number two pick, but I think Bagley will live up to the hype. I think he's an awesome scorer. He's got questionable jump shot in the eyes of some, but I think he can score in such a variety of ways, and when he gets to the pros, it'll turn out the jump is all right, so I don't think that matters. He's a big hustle guy, like getting a lot of boards, very good in positioning. I expect, you know, he can kind of be a little bit like Kevin Love um, in the way that he produces numbers, hits a couple of long shots. I think he's pretty dope. He's a bit sloppy on D and has questionable ball handling, so a few people are a little bit scared off by that. Now, when I did do this article, I released a little bit of a snippet as to where I thought each of the players would land or where they'd be drafted. Um, I just released literally 15 minutes ago, so about 6.30 um, p.m. East Coast time. Um, I've just released my updated NBA mock draft, so that's my fourth edition, so you can check that out on sportsbyfry.com. But a few of the things that I said in my comparison article have changed. But Marvin Bagley's not one. I think he's going to go to the Memphis Grizzlies, and it wouldn't surprise me in a few years if he was a walking 2010 guy. Next up is Kevin Knox, who I said reminds me of a taller Devin Booker. I don't think he's going to be a taller Devin Booker. I think he's pro his ceiling's probably a little bit lower than that, but I think he could be a taller Devin Booker. Um, he's a couple of inches taller than the Kentucky alum um, who plays for Phoenix, but yeah, I think Knox is a solid scoring threat. He's a real lanky, long dude. I, I like the looks of him. He's got solid athletic traits, and he moves really well without the ball in his hands to get open. There are some questions around his defense, and he's a bit of a streaky shooter, so... He offers a huge upside, I think, but I can definitely see some of the concerns with his game. I think it's tempting for the Clippers to make a move, and he's probably destined to be a late lottery pick um, in my eyes, but I like the fit in Charlotte with potentially him and Kemba becoming a nice one-two punch. The reigning Big 12 player of the year, Cater Bates-Diop, I said that he compares to Bobby Simmons, who you may or may not have heard of. Some have said he's a bit maybe like a Rudy Gay, um, basically, he's a wing player who can defend a handful of positions, has a nice looking jump shot, so he's a modern NBA wing in my eyes. He isn't very quick and struggles to create his own shot every now and then, so he's probably, his draft range is probably somewhere around the tw early 20s. Um, I think that he's going to be pushed up the draft order a little bit and he'll go to the Spurs at 18, especially if a few of the San Antonio guys leave, like Rudy Gay, Kyle Anderson, and of course, Kawhi Leonard. I hate it when people compare European prospects to other European guys, but 
Unfortunately, when I was talking about it, I did it as well. I said he's an uber version of Manu Ginobili. He does those awesome whip passes with one or two hands. And after watching a lot of his game film over the last few weeks, I realized that he's a pretty transcendent talent. He almost reminds me a little bit of like Ben Simmons with a nice jump shot, but I think that's a bit unfair on Simmons. Simmons is way better of an athlete. So, and that's one of the concerns around Donkic is his athleticism, but his passing and his court vision and the poise that he plays with as well. He's only 19 years old. He's been playing in probably the second best league over in Europe. So yeah, he's a stud. I love the dude. I'd been a massive advocate of the Andre Ayton as the number one pick, but now that it's getting close to draft time, I want my opinions to be much more educated. So I've crunched a lot of film and done, read a lot of articles, looked into a lot of stuff, and long story short, I picked Donkic as my number one guy. So I think Phoenix will make him the number one overall pick. Trey Young reminds a lot of people like Steph Curry, and I can totally see why. He's got that quick release jumper, he's got impressive handle, but I don't think he reminds me too much of Curry apart from the, hit, the way that he shoots, I guess. He could very well become a superstar scorer, but I said his game reminds me a little bit more of Mark Price. Curry's a little bit better at finishing at the rim, and Price was by no means a, uh, a bad finisher, and I think that's one of Trey's weaknesses, by the way. But yeah, I think we didn't think that Steph Curry was going to be an MVP, obviously, when he entered the league, but Mark Price is much more of a, an accurate comp, in my eyes, than uh, Steph Curry. It's going to be very interesting to see how Young's game translates to the pros and if he can still be a massive scoring threat. Um, in my mock drafts, he's kind of fluctuated all over the place a little bit, but regardless of what the Cavs do with their pick, whether they trade it for someone else or they decide to keep it, I think Trey Young is destined to fall at around this range. So in my latest mock, I had him fall into the Cavs at eight. The next guy on my list is Mikael Bridges out of Nova. A lot of people are saying he could be the next Paul George and I can definitely see that potential, but I don't really think it's going to happen, so I compared him to Robert Covington. Nice 3 and D dude. Um, he's got a lot of athletic excitement around him, so you know he could be a bit better than Rocco and probably a little bit less of a star than Paul George, but he's definitely got the talent to be a top 10 dude. And let me rephrase, sorry, top 10. I don't mean top 10 player in the league. I mean top 10 pick in this year's draft, all right? Let's hold your horses. For all those reasons, I said that he makes a great fit at the Knicks at number nine. Uh, they could try and get funky and do something else, but I think take the safe guy. He, he's a position of need for you, and he could potentially be an all-star one day. The 2018 version of Michael Carter-Williams is next up. That is Shea Hilgis-Alexander. The former Kentucky dude is very long and lanky, 6'6", but he doesn't have a lot of weight and muscle behind him. I think from memory he's only about 180 pounds, so might be a little bit more generous. But yeah, he need, definitely needs to bulk up a bit if he's going to be a good NBA player. Another massive concern is his jump shot. It's got a little hitch in it and has a couple of people sweating, so that'll probably see him slide from where he could have potentially been drafted if he had a nice stroke. I still think he's a good player, and that's why I said he'll be in the lottery. Probably fall at one of those Clippers picks unless they decide to move up, but yeah, number 12 sounds about right for SGA. A big man, DeAndre Ayton's next up. I've heard Patrick Ewing, I've heard David Robinson. I've even used David Robinson as a comparison myself sometimes, but I think Carl Anthony Towns is a much better fit for DeAndre Ayton. Has a bit more of a stroke, nice jump shot. He's not as... He is a physical animal, but I think his, his athleticism suits Carl Anthony Towns a bit more than like a ferocious dunker like Robinson. 
He's got pretty good lateral quickness, which makes him a really exciting prospect, but he's not the best shot blocker, and he's not really going to be an anchor of your defense, but still, his offensive upside is huge. Like I said, he's got a nice jump shot, so in my eyes, there's no way that Sacramento lets him go number two, uh, pass number two, and if Phoenix took him number one, I could totally understand why as well. Mohamed Bamba has been called the uh, DeAndre Ayton of the 2018 draft class, and I've even called him that myself, but it's been a little bit lazy, I think, a little bit uh, uneducated on my behalf. He has much more upside defensively and probably has a lot more upside offensively than the person I compared him to, but I said he reminds me a little bit of Rudy Gobert. He's long, he's got a huge wingspan, like 7'10 from memory. Um, he's definitely worth being taken in the top 10, and... He keeps rising up these draft boards and mock drafts that I've been keeping my eyes on in recent weeks. Um, he'll probably go, at this stage, I think, sixth overall to Orlando, which would be massive for uh, the Magic. They don't have really any solid defensive bigs, so Bamba at six sounds like a nice fit. The second last dude in my comparisons is Michael Porter Jr. Now, I'm not really happy with this comp. A lot of people have said he's like Joe Johnson, but he's much taller than Joe Johnson, so I don't really like that fit. A lot of people are calling him Kevin Durant, but there's no way that um, he reminds me of Kevin Durant. That's too lofty a comparison. He could be a superstar in the NBA, and I love the dude. I've got him ranked inside my top three in the player rankings, but I said at the end of the day, he's a, like a stretched out version of Harrison Barnes. Now, I think his ceiling is much, much higher, but at the moment, judging off what we've seen and everything that we know about him, that's who he reminds me of. Also in the Andrew Wiggins type of mold, he's a solid athlete. Massive scorer, huge scoring upside. I think he's a three-level scorer, meaning he can get to the cup. He can score in the mid-range game, and he can hit threes. He's super versatile in the offensive game. Not an amazing athlete and not with great ball handling skills, but the back injury that saw him miss all but about two, three games this year is really, really the concern with Porter. I think, fingers crossed, he's healthy and good to go. And if he gets the all-clear by the docks, I'd be spending him a very early pick on him. That being said, a few people are being scared off because of his injuries, so it wouldn't surprise me if he went pick five to the Dallas Mavericks. The last dude on my list of comparisons for this round is Jaron Jackson Jr., who I have not been shy on in the past, voicing my concerns and opinions over his uh, questionable ceiling. My comp for Jaron Jackson was Thonmaker, not McCurr. I don't even care if that's how you pronounce it. That's not how Australians say it. Thonny Maker could be a very, very good player in the NBA. He's got a nice jump shot. He's shown, especially uh, in the latter half of the year in the playoffs, that he can hit threes, and he's got defensive upside. So that's exactly what Jaron Jackson has. He's probably a bit better than Thon Maker already, and he's kind of like a superstar version of Thon Maker. But yeah, Jaron Jackson, there's definitely a few questions over if he's going to be a big-time dude, and that's kind of where my concerns um, arise from as well. He's not incredibly strong either, and he's very raw, but I still think that the Hawks are going to be tempted with their third overall pick, and they'll pair him with John Collins, forming a very athletic, very raw, but very exciting front court out in Atlanta. That's it. Draft comps are done and dusted. Like I said, I'm going to do another couple of batches later. If you want to check out any more of my content, hit up sportsbyfry.com. Um, check out all forms of social media as well, and the podcast. You can find all of them by searching Sports by Fry. Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, obviously. Podcast, obviously. Um, what am I missing? 
Twitter, Instagram, the works. Thanks for watching, tuning in, listening. Until next time, 